no money in poetry That's what sets a poet free I've had all the freedom I can stand You got your cold dog soup and rainbow pie All it takes to get me by Fool my belly till the day I die Cold dog soup and rainbow pie Hunt for sport. <laughs> Some songs hunt for food. The only song we're looking for is a dope one that is a good welcome. <laughs> Cold Dog Soup, the mixtape. We are uh, got a little bounce on our step tonight, baby. Got a little pep in the oh, old man. tootsies because look, this show loves to get bogged down in the mud and the muck and the mire of these Big old well-written pieces, these songs that just rip emotions out of us that we might like to keep in. That's what we do here, because that's the kind of songs that we really love. But those aren't the only songs we really love. I need to preface this, Sean Majors, with this right here. This is not ironic. This is not <laughs> none of that. This is straight up, I love this song. I've never turned it off. <laughs> I don't put it on a lot of playlists because this is not the type of thing you, you want to wear out. This is a song that you want to have as a, a surprise when it shows up or you want to be in the exact perfect mood for when it's time to put on yeah, them yeah. damn Ritz. This is Taco's putting on the Ritz, Sean Majors. This is, this, is this the first one that's been yours? This is the first one that I've let you pick. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. I'm a... Uh... You know, I'm not ready to say I 100% unironically like it, but like it is, um, it's really something. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to how I feel about the end um, in a bit, but man, it's it's something. I, I, I didn't realize that um, it was, a, or I, I, probably, I just forgot that it was a cover song um, and just thought it was tacos. Because, like, uh, my coworker brought up putting on the Ritz. I was like, oh, yeah, by Taco. And she looked at me like I was a crazy person. <laughs> she said, who the fuck is Taco? And I'm like, the motherfucker, the did, Tim Curry-looking motherfucker. Did, did that, that, <laughs> and uh, she was talking about, like, you know, the, I don't know, whoever the fuck, Mel Torme or whoever the fuck sings the, the original. The Velvet Fog. <laughs> yeah, I'm here to tell you. Ain't nobody thinking about that version of this song when they hear putting on the Ritz. Nobody. You, no, got, you work with a no, weirdo. Um, because <laughs> I w I'm like you, and I'm not even ready to call this song a cover because it ain't got shit to do with the original. Just nothing no. to do at all. And quite frankly, it makes a lot more sense if you tell me that this is some weird German uh, fever dream Rather than a song written for the... <laughs> in the 80s. Right. It, rather than a 1920 song that was written to be taken somewhat seriously and had all these various references to it and all this. No, if this is a crazy 80s synth pop post-Craftwork world, yeah, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Anything outside of that lets us know how World War II got started. <laughs> 1982's... Putting on the Ritz, the middle of the, the beginning of '80s excess, and I think that this was this song. Taco tried to warn us, man. He tried to warn us with this. Um, we didn't listen. We did not listen. Um, and Falco tried to help us too, 
with Rockman Amadeus, and we wouldn't listen to him either. Um, no. Those two are forever joined at the hip. Um, I do not listen to Rockman Amadeus. If I talk about that, that is ironic. This is not, because the thing that this song, we're, we're a couple old lyric heads. That's what they call them. Rob and Larry, mm-hmm. the lyric boys. That's what they always <laughs> called us. They always will call us that. Uh, that was mm-hmm. the original name for this podcast was Robin Larry's Lyric Shop. Um, but this is not why I'm in here for this song. This is stone mm-hmm. cold funk. And I love it when a song is funky um, without it being its purpose. Um, I can think of a few. Uh, sometimes there's a, uh, there's a country song, Living on Tulsa Time, by the gentle giant of country music. Uh, I want to say Don Nelson. I hope I'm right. That's also the former coach of the Golden State Warriors. Um, damn it, I hope. Damn it, I hope I didn't. RIP. I hope I didn't. He's still alive and getting very high. Um, I hope I didn't get that wrong. That is going to bother me. But at any rate, that song starts out very funky, and it catches me off guard because I'm like, usually it'll, it'll pop up when I'm listening to some country music, and then this thing comes on, and next thing I know, I've got a full pelvic thrust going. I mean, I'm really throwing them old hips. Don Williams, Don Williams, Don Nelson coach, Don Williams, gentle (laughs) giant of country music. Um, And this reminds me of that because I'm never ready. When this motherfucker starts up, I'm never ready for the place it's going to take me. Is it, and when you're saying funky, you mean like funky without, without like relying on a, on a heavy bass line. It's not a parliament song. To bring the funk. Yeah. The funk is, the funk is brought to you from somewhere else. Um, I don't even know if I could put where the funk comes from in this song. Tonight's funk brought to you from somewhere else. <laughs> Make my funk the taco funk. I got to get funked up. Um, but yeah, this mm-hmm. thing, this th- there's not a lot of lyrics for us to go through here. So I don't know what the no. fuck we're going to do with this episode. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. We got the lyrics. We got how you would torture me with it at, at work when we work together. <laughs> And uh, the video, I think, bears uh, no less than a three and a half hour discussion. So buckle in. Well, all right, baby. I'm going to give you the reins on this thing. You seem to be prepared. Let's get it. We'll start off with the lyrics. Putting on the Ritz by Taco. Uh, if you're blue, it's, it's so it's so hard. <laughs> These are no longer the lyrics, by the way. Um, <laughs> it is very difficult to read these lyrics without doing it in the sing-songy. Because the, the song's kind of a, a rapper. It's proto-rap. song's kind of a rap. And like, at the end, it turns into a rap for no reason. It's so weird. By the way, Taco, if we could just give a little bit of background on Taco. Damn. Taco is his real name. That's not. You're, you've, you've misread the internet, friend. Ta- <laughs> his name is Taco O'Curse. Taco Jones. Linebacker. Taco Michigan State. Curse. <laughs> Wolverine Justice, <laughs> linebacker. Um, Taco, his last name is O-C-K-E-R-S-E. Mm-hmm. And where is he from, Hankins? He is from the capital of Indonesia, Creed Bratton's favorite lo- locale, Jakarta. He's from Jakarta, where they got that dance called Swinging Their Arms. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He is an Indonesian-born Dutch singer and entertainer <laughs> who started his career in Germany. He is the original melting pot. Um, it's really something. I I actually got lost. I fell into a wiki hole today, just starting out using his page as a jumping off point. But you know, he's still around. He's sixty four years old, which is uh, spry as hell, if you ask me. 
seeing that this song is 38 years old. Um, Taco's putting on the Ritz. Here we go. We're going to take Never Kissed a Girl, this song. <clears throat> if you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? Putting on the Ritz. The And I, I think it bears discussing the Ritz is the Ritz Carlton in New York City. Sure. Sure. Putting it on. Different types who wear a day coat, pants and stripes, and cutaway coat. Perfect fits. Putting on the Ritz. These are literally Dressed the up first like time a million... I'm hearing what the lyrics of this song are. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Dressed up like a million dollar trooper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's T-R-O-U-P-E-R, as in like an entertainer mm-hmm. or an actor. Mm-hmm. Trying hard to look like Gary Cooper. There he is. There he is. The whole reason this song works is right there. It is super damn duper. That is why this song works. Because A, who would say super duper in a song in the 80s? Nobody but old Talkster. Who? Who would have that lyric there? The talk man himself. But Taco, in his brilliance, Taco knew that even though he was great and he was knocking this fucking song out of the park, he knew that his original delivery of Super Duper didn't work. It just didn't work. He knew that the whole song hinged on that lyric right there. That's Hingehead was right there. That's where it all was. So you know what Taco did, Sean Majors? Taco, what he do? Taco, went out, scoured the globe for a science man, and he said, "Science man, <clears throat> I have a hit on my hands, but I can't do it alone. These are the '80s science man. We're living in the time of Tron science man. I need your science help. Go into your science closet, and you take this bag of bolts." You take this old ventilation pipe and you take these rusty old wheels and you make me a robot science man. You make me a real live robot science man and you bring it back here to this studio. And the only thing that robot needs to do, scienceman, you program it to say super duper in a robot voice. This is the first time a real live robot was used on a recording. I don't have any facts to back that up, but I know it in my heart. This is a real robot that sang this line. When you would play this sitting next to me, just after ordering, uh, offering me a Zycam for my stuffy nose, um, demanding that I cam up, you would play this song, and right after Taco Taco's robot would say super duper you would do one single headbang i did it now i'm doing it right now shoulder length dreadlocks tussling in the wind you would look at me afterward and say that's a real robot it is it's a real robot it's not a synthesizer we're going on it's not a voice a vocoder that is an actual Science made robot right there. We're going on oof 
almost 15 years of knowing each mm-hmm. other, Hankins. Mm-hmm. And I still don't know what a real robot is. You do know what a real robot is. Because isn't isn't a synthesizer a real robot? No, that's a musical instrument. You're saying that he, so he, as you said, went to a scienceman and got made an order for one quote-unquote real robot. And this robot had the autonomy. It wasn't programmed to say super duper. It had the autonomy to say super duper. It said super duper. Taco slapped that on putting on the Ritz right after Gary Cooper. And that's it. And the history was made. Okay. And history was made. Any other time you've heard Come. a robot's voice on a track, save for one other time, there's only one other real robot Ooh. that's ever been recorded. And we're going to save that. The tank? We're going to save that. The tank? <laughs> Shit, we're gonna do the tank one day. Um, yeah, we gotta do the tank. We're gonna save that as a, as a sweet tease for we will get to the other real robot that was ever recorded. But he was not nearly as prominent, uh, nor was he uh, as influential as this robot was, Mister Taco's I mean, Scienceman's robot. I'm pretty teased because I don't think I know which one it is. I'm looking forward to finding out after we get off the air. Um. Going back to the lyrics here. Come, let's mix where Rockefellers walk with sticks or umbrellas <laughs> in their mitts. Putting on the Ritz. This song is surprisingly easy to, to read. Like, the, the twin-size mattress was not easy no. because I kept trying to, like... Is it because it's a talky rap song? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Come, let's mix where Rockefellers walk with sticks. And it was written in the 20s umbrellas. back before Melody was invented. So it's basically just talking. <laughs> well, not, let, me, let me walk that back. It's not before Melody was invented. It's just there were like three melodies when it was written. So you, it's pretty much ingrained yeah, in all true. of us at that point. <clears throat> Put it on the Ritz. I'll tell you right now. Have you seen the After Welch- Super Duper, it is this next phrasing mm-hmm. that is the next best. Have you seen the well-to-do up and down Park Avenue on that famous thoroughfare with their noses in their air, high hats and arrow collars, white spats and lots of dollars, spending every dime for a wonderful time? And do you know what that wonderful time was? Do you know what they were spending those dimes on? That that real robot? Robot construction. You got it, baby. (laughs) <laughs> and then of course we end up with if you're blue and you don't know where to go to why don't you go where fashion sits put it on the ritz put it on the ritz put it on the ritz um the this is again one of those songs where you have like you know uh 17 unique words um but the song is somehow eight eight minutes long um because we got to get a tap dance in at the end every song needs a tap ta- dance gets the tap dance in um, and of course, you know, you, you repeat several of the, the lines. Um, <clears throat> this is a weird song to cover. I don't know if it's the weirdest song. I mean, you know, the presidency of the United States of America wrote, released a single about peaches. Um, um, Promises cover of the entire Willy Wonka soundtrack is pretty damn weird. I just, I, and it, it's weird because the cover of this lives in a place that is, it's not a, tradi- it's not a, um, it's not a cover that you would think somebody would make and turn into a, a giant hit that is still being talked about on premiere podcasts 38 years after its release. Um, 
And it's definitely not weird for the sake of being weird. Like, this isn't a postmodern, like, oh, I'm going to do this just to, like, fucking do it, man. Like, I think Taco just fucking loves this song. And he thought he could do his own uh, spit on it, except for two words. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and he knew he knew where his shortcoming was. And he not and he knocked he played to his strengths. He knocked it out of the park, and he uh, got a real robot when he needed it. I mean, it that is that is the strangest part. As crazy as it is that this song was written when it was, and then covered when it was, um, the eighties had such a sound. That you could do this and just have it fit right in on the radio. Not only fit in on the radio, but be a mega yeah. hit. A certified gold hit this was in the United States. Not even just in its home country where it came from. It's a hit across the water. Um, you know, this is the same. This is a year after um, uh, Tainted Love by Soft Cell. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 92 air sorry 82 <clears throat> um, London Calling came out like two years before this did <laughs> so really weird Jack Jack, Jack and Diane is 82 mm-hmm. I Ran by Flock of Seagulls is 82 um, Abracadabra by Steve Miller Band is 82 it's it it is it, it, it is a unique sound if you're if you're talking about those ma- those massive hits but um well, it is physical by Olivia Newton-John was the biggest hit of '82. It's, it's um, where, it, but it's where it's, the 80s, but, but you're right. The, it, the it '80s does. that we know, the '80s that you think about when you think of the '80s. Yes. this is the beginning of it. Um, you know, yeah. All, a lot of the other songs you name, save for maybe "Tainted Love" and "Flock of Seagulls," like they they were just the '70s. They were the B sides to the '70s. They were the things that did not make the records that came out or started being written in the '70s. But yeah, here, you don't think of "Hard to Say I'm Sorry" by Chicago exactly when you think of right. '82. This is pure '80s funk. We're here. We've got synthesizers. We've got an actual robot. We are doing something that has not been done yet. So funky. Oh, it's so funky, man! It is just a funky. Jam. <laughs> I listened to it earlier today to get ready for this, and I couldn't pay attention to it because the hips didn't lie. The hips don't lie when this comes on. <laughs> Small like mountains. <laughs> oh my god. Um 1982 singer Tonko Tonko <coughs> released a synth pop cover version of putting on the Ritz as a single from his album After Eight. Released on Poly- on Polydor of Germany, I assume that's a record label. The single was accompanied by a music video, the original version of which contains characters in blackface, and since has been banned from many networks, not including YouTube. Uh, <laughs> an alternate version, an alternate version eliminates many shots of the blackface characters, though some remain. What if I watched the cleaned up version and it was just wall to wall blackface? <laughs> They just replace it all with Whoopi Goldberg and Ted Danson is what they do. The, <laughs> the single was a global hit, reaching number one on Cashbox. I have no idea what that is. As well as number four on the Billboard Hot 100 chart, Did making you, Irving Berlin, Crashbox, then 95. I think the, by the time you would have known Crashbox, it was just... Cashbox. Or Cashbox. Excuse me. You would have, I think that was what turned into The Box. Are you familiar with that? Uh, nope. Okay, so The Box was the greatest music video channel that ever was. 
Um, was this before MTV? No, it, it was it was concurrent with MTV, but MTV was slicked up. It was you know it was it was the big time. It was yeah. the major leagues, and that's where the big record companies eventually started playing the records. Yes, MTV started with smaller things, whatever they could get their hands on. But once they caught their footing, they were the big time. The box never went that route. The box turned into a, a thing where you could call in and request the next video. Oh, wow. All the time. There, It was not like a, a total request live scenario. Like, no, the box was always request. And you talk to cats now, um, and they remember their favorite songs as, oh, yeah, that was 524. Because that's the numbers <laughs> you put in to get it played on the box. And the box would get out wild. The first time I saw the Natural Born Killers video, uh, the uh, Ice Cube and Dr. Dre thing, that was on the box. Yeah. Um, the first time I ever heard Peaches, box. So, yeah, the box was fucking great, man. This is fascinating. 85 to 01. Uh, wow, yeah. You know, it really sounds like a, uh, a network for the people. It was. Something for the people. Um, they were on the forefront of hip-hop. Like, long before MTV went down that road, the box was pumping you with some jams. Wow. That's a, that's a Wikipedia page I will read later. Uh, Irving Berlin was then 95 and 82. Uh, the oldest ever living songwriter to have one of his compositions enter the top 10. Certified gold by the RIAA for selling more than 1 million copies. The first time he went to the mailbox and got a taco check. Who's the songwriter on this? Irving, Irving, Irving Berlin. Berlin. Right. So the first time Irving Berlin is wheeled out to his old mailbox. Uh, <laughs> he thinks it's going to be like a 48 cent check like he's been getting for the last 62 years. <laughs> and it's $10 million. Well, and I'm sure he died on the spot <laughs> like Versace. Oh, shit. It was Taco's only hit in the United States. Oh, shit. Uh, the version of the song was... <laughs> That's enough. The version of the song was... This version of the song was ranked 53 in VH1's 100 Greatest One-Hit Wonders of the 80s. Well, that's a 52, uh, 52 too few. It's like, uh, you know, they, they asked Taco how he feels about being chosen number 53. And he goes, well, I know about 52 other teams who are going to be real disappointed this season. <laughs> <laughs> None of them had a robot, which should have been his only robot. <laughs> yeah. Anybody else got a robot? Oh, wait, it's the 80s. Everybody had a robot. <laughs> That's what ruined Rocky. They got the oh damn God, robot. I forgot they put a robot in, like, Rocky Four. <laughs> yeah, man. You, you got to know your power. You got to know the... the a boombox, not a robot, not unlike a boombox, is not a toy. Thank you. You have to know the powers with a robot. You. And you have to use it responsibly and if you, and there are instances of using a robot irresponsibly rocky for the short circuit series short circuit series um um what's the movie tom Selleck where he's a robot cop robocop with gene simmons with <laughs> gene simmons tom Selleck and gene simmons are robot cops tom tom no gene simmons is the bad guy tom Selleck, uh kirstie alley and Gene Simmons star in Runaway, 1984's Runaway. Um, Gene Simmons, um, 
basically uh, make, makes uh, robots go homicidal and, and murder oh people. You're meaning and to say Tom Gene Selleck. Simmons from Kiss, right? You're not meaning to say yes, Gene yes, Hackman in your Yes, yes, 100%. I'm not correcting you. Uh, I'm learning from 100%. you. 100%. Gene, Gene Simmons is the villain in oh, this movie. Um, I uh, Another Gene Simmons v- villain movie that, that I that I highly recommend is um, Never Too Young to Die, starring John Stamos. Um, where uh, his dad uh, is played by George Lazenby, and John Stamos is supposed to be like the uh, <clears throat> heir apparent to a James Bond figure. And um, the entire time, Gene Simmons is wearing like an obviously like glued on uh, ginger beard, and <clears throat> he plays like one of his da- his dad's uh, coworkers in the CIA or whatever like fake CIA group. And then like there's this reveal like an hour into the movie where like. You you find out Gene Simmons is actually this uh, transgendered uh, bad guy individual, and like it's like yeah we knew that all the time. Um, anyway, never too young to die. Check it out. It's on Tubi, T U B I, and uh, Runaway. Tom Selleck. So let's get into this video. Um, Here's my favorite part about the video: subtle dancing. It is my favorite '80s trope. Is that. We knew we could get down and groove. The, the song wanted us to get down and really shake it up. Sure. But we were too cool to do it. And so it's just minimalist movement constantly with this song. And it's, to describe it, it's, uh, you know, tacos. Ooh, taco put on the Ritz Live. I'll watch you later. Um, it's taco dressed up in, you know. Like a million dollar tux, trooper. Like a million dollar trooper. Uh, looking hard like Tim Curry, like the spitting image yeah, of Tim like Curry. Like he is very strong. Anything can happen on Halloween vibes. Like it's, uh, it's really something. Um, carrying around a, uh, blue lightsaber for some Absolutely. reason. Before George Lucas got so litigious. That is that, you know, I guess isn't a lightsaber cause it's not slicing anybody in, in twain. Um, dance saber tacos. It's a dance saber. It's a uh, taco is dancing, as you said, very understatedly among a bunch of street rats, dressed to the nines, trash cans on fire, and he doesn't it's care. Like they broke and every into the time set he... of breaking two. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and then every time there's a the real robot uh, says super duper in the song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, some gentlemen wearing blackface uh, pop in. <laughs> Two fellas from the Krampus and, and, Parade show up. And lip sync super duper. Um, <sighs> I don't think blackface was acceptable in 82. Oh, absolutely blackface was acceptable in 82. Really? Yeah, blackface. We didn't start being mad at blackface until the aforementioned Ted Danson and Whoopi Goldberg. Hmm. And that was probably late late eighties, early eighties, early nineties. I think. No, we were. And I mean, talking about like the comic relief. Thing, yes, right? yes. And the other thing is, my man ain't American. They they blackface is still cool over there. <laughs> Pick a yeah. Europe. Blackface is cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. So Ted Danson in blackface was ninety three. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, they still have Black Pete over yeah. there for Christmas. I still um, got Black Pete back home. That's a dope-ass homie of mine. 
<laughs> um, also, astoundingly, there's also whiteface in this video. Equal opportunity. Woke. You got blackface, you got whiteface, which is like creepy mannequin face. Whiteface, blackface, mannequin face, Tim Curry face. One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. <laughs> um, and somehow, again, they turned this song with 50 words to it into like eight minutes. Can you explain how weird it gets at the end? So, the because the lyrics go away for a while. Yeah, they do. And it's just got to dance over some tap dance. And, and then the music goes from funky to sort of more uh, traditional, like, you know, more true to the original song. But Taco doesn't want to leave you with that. The talk man wants to let you know he's he's down with the streets. And he just starts doing a very early rap that is not good, but a rap nonetheless. And let me let you know this, folks. He's trying. Taco's here to let you know he's looking at you. Taco don't give a fuck about no fourth wall. Taco's breaking through that shit. That's a man with a robot on his team. So he is looking right into your soul as he delivers this rap. He really is. And you can kind of feel it in your soul. If you got one. If you got one. Um, I am. I have looked up this uh, article from Ted Danson <laughs> under fire for a roast of Who- Whoopi Goldberg. This is insane. Like, I, I thought it was just blackface. As if that wouldn't be bad enough. Uh, and it, it is funny because this is a very... You can tell this was written in 93. Because the uh, Ted Dance apparently uses the N word a lot, and uh, the and Calabunga is enough. <laughs> the reporter is definitely okay with spelling out the entire word multiple times Absolutely. in the article. <clears throat> Actor Ted Danson showed up in minstrel blackface and peppered his jokes with Rachel Epstein's <clears throat> at the Friars Club roast of his lover, comedian Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, Danson appearing in a top hat and blackface with big white painted lips used the word and then spells out the n-word more than a dozen times as he joked about his and Goldberg's sex life and other topics with African American uh, then mayor David Dinkins about to arrive Danson said I was told the mayor's coming so don't be careful or so be careful don't do any political jokes just do n-word jokes put velcro on the ceiling I it's it's man that's uh if you just if you just search uh dance in blackface that's really something um that AP article from 93 that's a read you know we're we're giving you homework even on this episode that's a read uh the um the box wikipedia is a read i'm going to check out living on tulsa time okay, by the gentle giant of com- of com- of good country music um it, this also throws us into the category of songs with bad endings. Um, it can really, really ruin. Yeah. Um, two. I turn it off. I, yeah, I turn it I, off. I once get it gets I, to that I've, I, I've rarely heard the end part because it's just not very good. Um, War Peace, yeah. the Black Sabbath anthem, which is amazing mm-hmm. for, you know, four and a half minutes and then gets very bad. Um, my favorite song with a bad ending Put on your uh, put on your beanie caps, kids. Hank is gonna get music hipster on you. Do you remember the uh, Do you remember the one hit wonder, Shawnee? Uh, Minute work. You know what I'm talking about? 
Yeah, Comfort sure. Land Down Under, yeah, sure. right? Uh-huh. They have another song called It's a Mistake, which is a stone cold banger. I love this song. I play it all the time, but it ends so poorly and so out of nowhere that I'm like, why are we like, how did you get to the point where you thought this is how we should get out of it? We've been laying down a stone cold groove for four and a half minutes. Yeah. Why change it now? Just do what you're doing. Um, but a bad, uh, uh, it takes a really good song to overcome a bad ending. And I think Taco did it. <laughs> I think he did too. You know, I, I'm ready to call this. This is a song that I will unironically listen to the at least the first three quarters. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anytime. Yeah. This um, Safety Dance. I'm not ironic, ironically listening to Safety Dance, folks. I love it. Really? Oh, yeah. You know, I feel the same way about Come On, Eileen. Uh, yeah. A bad ending. Bad ending also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, gets, mm-hmm. gets silly there at the end, but hell yeah, come with it. if that comes on, I'm, I'm, I'm jamming for a while, then I'm going to make some body jokes, and then I'm going to get out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. So body. All right. So we're coming to the end of this one. We somehow got a half hour out of Taco. We're, we're hitting our stride, mm-hmm. Shawnee. Um, say the stuff, and then I'm going to say another thing. Okay. Uh, you know, if you like what you're listening to, uh, go to ttfnetwork.com. We have a college football show and a catch-all show called That's Disgusting that um, might be revived. Who knows? But keep listening to Cold Dog Soup. If you like what you're listening to, you can support us in a more personal way at patreon.com slash ttf. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash tango tango foxtrot. Or you can just tell your friends that you like this cool fucking podcast and uh, scope it out. We thrive on word of mouth. So I talked about how unsuspectingly funky this jam is you see tacos putting on the wrist you don't immediately think funky right so right i am uh, last week i'm finally taking the time to go through the new drive-by truckers record um i had started it and i knew oh, i need to do i that knew still. it would be incredibly heavy and so i started listening to it at work and i'm i'm in and out i said nope this this is my band i love this band um, actually, I'm going to pause this story. I'm going to tell another story. I'm going to come back to that story. I promise. I'm going to pause the story. So, as you know, in my other life, I do wrestling, right? Long story short, we had this big thing where we called it, I was presenting this battle royal, right? So, I'm taking over like all the promotion and production for this other company that's not mine. Just being real tongue-in-cheek, real goofy. We did a whole string of Sports Center style videos for all this stuff. Well, I see this poster come across, and it's these. It's a. They said we're going to have an opening band for the show, and so because it's my show, quote unquote, um, I have to get in and say something about this. And it's just a band of long-haired rock and roll boys from Alabama. And I yeah. say on this post on Facebook, I say if they don't play Drive by Truckers, I will unplug them. I will run in and I will unplug <laughs> them. And I don't think any more about it. Well, I get to the show, and they're getting kicked off they're doing their stuff and they're playing you know whatever they're playing and i'm running around trying to get things together getting ready to do the show and i hear and so right then i'm like are you kidding me is this happening but because it's the song that it is it could be the eagles it could be already gone yeah but i go to the go to the curtain where i can see them and he goes into, well, my daddy didn't pull out. 
and I lose my rabbit ass mind. <laughs> I go crazy. And the bass player just turns around and he's got the biggest grin on his face. <laughs> and so they do that and I'm I'm laughing and cutting up and then then I just hear and you talk about fucking getting through the roof. I'm as excited as I've ever been about anything. And I've seen the drive-by truckers. But I'm more excited mm-hmm. about these long-haired teenagers doing it because I told them to than I am anything else. So, I'm finally... It was like a live version of the box. It is. It's like a live... 524, boys. Hit me with that 524. So, I'm finally digesting this trucker's record. And, man, it is extremely heavy. Um, it is yeah. it is Patterson very political. Yeah, it is Patterson working out his feelings about the current climate, whatever that means. Have at, but like that's what's mm-hmm. going on in this record. Um, there's only a yeah. couple Cooley songs on them, and they are understated. and And so it is Patterson going through his thing, and and by God, he does a great job of it. Um, it's not what I would prefer because that's just not my thing that I listen to, but it is so well done that I, I have to give him his credit for it. It is a true, true work of art. All that said, Thoughts and Prayers comes on, and it is, I mean, Thoughts and Prayers is a punch in the gut. It is just a mm-hmm. punch. It's exactly what you think it's about. It includes the line, when when Generation Lockdown has their day, and it's just this big old, big old heavy thing. Well, so the song that follows that, I'm, you know, walking around the house, I'm doing stuff, I'm, so I'm not reading the names of songs. And this fucking groove comes on, and I am dancing in the mirror, and I'm just throwing this old dick, and I'm just having the time of my life. <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm thinking Uncle Patterson is giving me a little bit of a break. I'm thinking we're gonna, you know, mm-hmm. this is gonna be some silly stuff, and we're taking a little break. And then I'm, I'm fucking groove, I'm grooving so hard, <laughs> and I realize I've paid no attention to what's going on in the song, so I started over. And we're grooving again, and I'm starting to listen to the lyrics, and my groove is, is getting a little disjointed. And then he hits the chorus, and the chorus is, Babies in Cages. <laughs> what the fuck just happened to me? And then I go back again, oh, and I listen to the whole song. Now I'm prepared. So I can listen. I can interpret what the song is about. But that groove is still there. <laughs> so I'm telling you all, please, for your old buddy Hankins, if you don't listen to the whole record, Go seek out the drive-by truckers, the unraveling, or drive-by truckers, the unraveling, and just listen to Babies in Cages and prepare to have all your senses assaulted. And you better lube up that pelvis because that baby is going to be moving. (laughs) And you, too, will be a million-dollar trooper. This has been Cold Dog Soup, the mixtape. Another it's different types who wear a day coat, pants with stripes and cut away coat, perfect fits. Put another it's dressed up like a million dollar trooper, trying hard to look like Gary Cooper. Come, let's mix where Rockefellers walk with sticks or umbrellas in the mitts. Putting on the Ritz Putting on the Ritz 
you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? Putting on the ritz. Different types who wear a day coat, pants with stripes and cut away coat, perfect fits. Putting on the ritz. Dressed up like a million dollar trooper. Trying hard to look like Gary Cooper. Come let's mix, we're Rockefellers Walk with sticks or umbrellas in the mitts Putting on the ritz Have you seen the well-to-do Up and down Park Avenue On that famous thoroughfare With the noses in the air High hats and arrow collars White spats and lots of dollars Spending every dime For a wonderful time If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? Putting on the ritz. Different types who wear a day coat, pants with stripes and cut away coat, perfect fits. Putting on the ritz. Dressed up like a million dollar trooper. Trying hard to look like Gary Cooper. Come, let's mix where Rockefellers walk with sticks or umbrellas in the mitts. Putting on the ritz. Putting on the ritz. Putting it on, putting it on the I do see how 
Aquí me dices. 